The Hump, episode 24, Dreaming of the Iron District. Welcome to The Hump, your show about how to get one over in this thing called life. This is Brent Bowen. Chad Beeland. So, Chad, what are you drinking tonight? I assume you have a beverage near you. Yeah, I'm just trying to keep it local with all the craziness that's going on. So just a old classic again, Boulevard Pale Ale. You just have like 96 of those Pale Ale sitting in your basement and you're just burning through them, aren't you? That doesn't make it wrong. Like, it's a good beer. It's still quality. Yeah, if it feels good, it's right, right? So I'm drinking some Boulevard tonight, too. I'm drinking Chill Vibes. I think this was another gift from you, and I'm yeah, definitely Yeah, cucumber take- action. Yeah, and I actually, cucumber gives me serious indigestion, so we'll see how yeah, I feel. You're after. welcome. Yeah, so we might be burping the entire way through this episode. You're allowed to hit the soundboard on those, too, if you want, so. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Does it kind of like, tarnish it if you have to like cue it i know but he's a, he's a producer in training what am i supposed what am i supposed to do so we have a guest with us tonight it's rachel kennedy from the plantain district in the iron district rachel what do you i know you're not a big beer alcohol person so what are you drinking tonight though what, you you stopped and you said i have to go get something to drink it is water just plain boring water <laughs> the original classic Exactly. I think beer is like ninety eight percent water, isn't it? That's the way is I. It? That it is. Well, <laughs> I think a Stiegel Rattler, Chad, is ninety eight percent water. I think the stuff you and I drink is generally like eighty eight percent water. Still a high percentage. <laughs> yeah, it is a very it is high pretty percentage. high. Yeah, it is a high percentage of water. So, Chad, uh, before we. Before we pepper Rachel with a bunch of questions, I have a question from you for from last week's episode. When are you going to find out about uh, your motorcycle? It's tomorrow. Yeah, they're having the drawing uh, 5 p.m. tomorrow. Okay, if folks don't remember, Chad and I last week chatted about Ian Davis and Blip Blip Roasters, and that concluded this week was the the auction for the motorcycle. So, and Chad, just as a reminder. Chad committed that if he won the motorcycle, he was going to give it back to Ian. We're putting that in as close to print as we can come here. On the in the book. book. It's in the book. So if I tried to get on that thing, my wife would be like, what are you doing? You're not a motorcycle guy and you'll kill yourself. Yeah, we're too, we're too old for that shit. So way too old for that shit. Well, this is uh, take two of discussion. I want to welcome Rachel Kennedy. She's the has been the longtime proprietor of the Plantain District, which is a wonderful Cuban establishment. Matter of fact, last year was named one of the best Cuban restaurants in the country. Right. Top. It made the top 50. It was. It was like a top 25. I think we were number 16. Yeah. 15 or 16, as I recall. Mm -hmm. And. And in October, she soft launched a new outdoor entertainment district in North Kansas City called the Iron District. And we did a little episode with her that never saw the light of day for reasons I will not mention. 
but we're glad to <laughs> it's have. It's not my fault. It was not your fault. It wasn't our fault either. So we'll just leave Correct. it. Correct. We will just leave it at that. But Rachel, we're we're so glad to have you here for take two. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So for folks that aren't familiar with the Iron District, because we were, you know, you were only open for a couple months there, really, and then we were set to set to open back up really the first weekend of spring. There are probably a lot of folks here in Kansas City that still may not be familiar with the concept, and it's truly unique to Kansas City, if not a number of cities. Give our audience a little bit of an overview of the Iron District. So basically, we are a collection of vendors, retail, eateries, and we are all set up in our own individual shipping containers. So there's 18 shipping containers total. We're set up in an outdoor courtyard and six different food concepts. We've got two dessert concepts, a tiki and cocktail bar on site, and then quite a few retailers. So yeah, the whole concept basically came to be was once I had operated my food truck for a few years, I was kind of ready for a next step, but a brick and mortar really wasn't on my radar per se. So we always kind of operated lean and efficiently. So um, the build out of a shipping container was pretty similar to my food truck. Once that idea turned into, okay, let's just move into a shipping container. Then the idea spread to saying, hey, let's get a collection of vendors and then make it more of a destination. So we're located in North Kansas City. Where did you ever come up with the name Iron District? So I took the district from Plantain District and then the iron comes from Iron Street. So we're right off 16th and Iron Street. But it goes, it's handy because obviously steel containers and Iron Street. So Iron District it is. Nice. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And you you mentioned kind of the community aspects of it, Rachel. And there's one side of the community aspect of the Iron District in the sense that you have the eateries and the and the retail, the shopping. But there's also another flip side of that community. I know you're from a family of entrepreneurs, and and there's a component of that as a business owner that I want to get into a little bit tonight. Maybe have you talk a little bit about that side of the community too, as a, as a small business owner, what you're trying to accomplish with the iron district. Sure. So basically as I was starting up with the food truck, there were just kind of a ton of hoops and jumps and hurdles, et cetera, that I just thought were completely unnecessary. So what I basically did was kind of take that whole process and kind of streamline things as much as possible. So people would be able to obviously in terms of like city permitting, county permitting and state permitting, but be able to get into their own space without obviously a ton of upfront money because basically the containers are leased for 12 months and you pay month by month basis. And then we also provided monthly business classes that focused on legal accounting, how to figure out our taxes, marketing, forecasting, just a ton of things that when you're so kind of head down and focused and thinking about, I'm going to launch this business, there's a lot of things that usually fall by the wayside that we wanted to make sure we at least addressed before people got into their containers or were there as support as they questions did come up. Yeah, that's perfect. And as, as you mentioned, the, the emphasis was on a lot of planning and preparation to you know, educate maybe some folks that were first-time business owners. There was probably nothing 
that you could do from a planning and preparation standpoint to prepare everybody for what we're experiencing now. And, you know, I, I know it's well documented. A lot of folks are talking about how hard this has been on restaurant owners and, and retail shop clerks, but how has COVID-19 and the coronavirus kind of affected the iron district and, and the vendors? Well, so as you had mentioned before, we had kind of a soft launch and we're just open for probably about six weeks or so um, before we had our winter. So we were going to reopen and have kind of our grand reopening for Snake Saturday, which was uh, March 14th of this year. And once that was canceled, we just kind of were hanging and waiting in the wings for our grand opening, which obviously every day or every few days, restrictions just became tighter and tighter for obvious reasons. And so um, we're at Iron District, we're basically mostly at a complete shutdown. There's a few vendors that have some deliveries and on a weekly basis, I think vendors are kind of checking in to just kind of see what's working, what's not. Um, but we, yeah, we're definitely at a complete standstill. Again, we don't have the typical overhead of like a large scale restaurant or fine dining or that type of thing. But, you know, vendors are eager to get out there and, and make money to pay rent and utilities. Yeah. And you mentioned, so you mentioned some of the way you've got a couple folks, a couple of the businesses that are up and trying to adapt and, and make it, make a go of it. Is there anything else you've got going where maybe people can help the, help the vendors? Yes. So we do have, it's a three tier approach for basically, it's almost like a membership that you can buy into three different levels. Because basically when this is all over and everyone's free to get outside and mix among each other all the time and, you know, barriers are open, uh, we plan on having a big party. So this would um, just, like I said, three different levels. There's a VIP package and two other levels. And it's just to come down and have like, you know, a celebration. There's food and drinks and music would be provided. There's also merch discounts. I think a t-shirt is thrown in. But we have some details listed on our website, which is irondistrictnorthkc.com. So, um, and we've had a few people already purchase tickets for, because uh, obviously we don't know the when the party is going to be. We don't know that information yet, but definitely it's it's on the on the horizon, and hopefully in the next couple months. Yeah, you've taken me out there a couple times, Brent. It's just a super cool venue. I mean, I just love the way things are laid out. It's a really cool space. I can only imagine like. Perfect spring day, summer evening, sitting out there. Very cool. It really is a fun space. I mean, I know obviously I'm a little bit biased because I'm involved with it, but even just for those short weeks, we were open fall of 2019, like end of October through December or so. Um, people all that came out really enjoyed themselves. I think they just, they really like the variety of food vendors. Um, they, like I said, we have different dessert shops on site. We have um, Snowba, which is like soft serve ice cream. We also have an allergy-free baker on site. And then, of course, we have a stage with our, one of the containers is a tower. So we had live music on the weekends. And so um, I think people are pretty excited to get back to it. Yeah, I know. I'm going to be excited to get back to it. And the one addition you didn't really mention that I know Chad will be excited to visit. And Do tell. It. It's that craft beer bar that's sitting on the second, on the second level. So, oh yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I, I am ready too. I'm ready to go bask in the sun, listen to some live music and drink some craft beer on the, on the deck. I mean, it's got a lot of cool personality. I mean, she's done some murals and whatnot on some of the containers. Yeah. It's a really cool space. 
And and we know a lot yeah. of it's centered. Yeah, no. So yeah, take the credit. Matter of fact, on the credit aspect of these things. So you actually have a fan as the producer in some of your food, Rachel. So okay, producer Grant, tell tell Rachel a little bit about how you feel about her food. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I can't get get him to talk, but he'll do he'll run jingles for you there, Rachel. <laughs> so speaking of the the food aspect, are are you guys eating Cuban? Are we eating Plantain District every night at the uh the Kennedy Cuevas household? Well, I have small children. I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old. So uh my background, I have a business degree, but I also have a dietetics degree. So tonight we had some bison burgers and some tater tots and some green beans in a pair. <laughs> all the, it was very balanced. All the food groups are represented. Ooh, very nice. Oh, man, yes. I'm, I'm jonesing for one of those Cuban sandwiches about now. <laughs> I know. I know. My, I go down to the kitchen every couple of days just to get in there and we kind of mess around and I've come up with a couple things like new items already. So, yeah, we're, we're ready. We're beyond ready. Are you finding like new uses for the plancha? Uh, apparently you can make all kinds of, even like fried eggs. I'm a big, like put an egg on it. And I really like like a runny egg. So there's like a ton of Cuban food that I'll make and then turn it into something like breakfast just by putting a fried egg on it. So apparently oh, yeah. our plancha, you can also like fried, you can fry eggs on almost like a flat top, which I, we have an actual flat top in the container now, but I don't think we ever really, we never utilized that. We were too busy making 10 Cuban sandwiches at once. So, but uh, it's nice to know that it serves additional purposes than just pressing Cuban sandwiches. I'm a firm believer that every sandwich is better when it's pressed. I agree. I agree. I think so too. I thought you were going to go to the direction of every sandwich is better with the runny egg on it, which I'm in that camp. (laughs) Yeah. I love runny eggs. (laughs) I don't know if Becca, (laughs) I don't know if Becca's watching tonight, but she's the biggest fan of runny eggs. So while, while we're on this topic of food, too, and I've got both of you here, and we actually have had our musical guest up here, here on the show, well, I'll ask all three of you. So because we're all in this together, right? So we have Scott Cameron. He's going to play a number here for us in a minute, but I'll throw him in on this question. You guys, I assume everybody's been ordering groceries out, right? Or at least trying to do pickup other groceries. Oh, yes, yeah. Definitely. What? What is the one failed delivery grocery item that's causing stress in the household? For us, I will tell you it's bananas. We constantly, every time we place an order of bananas, we order six pounds of bananas and we're lucky to get three pounds and it's like on every quarter order. So just every time we order food, bananas are included. Right, producer? He won't answer. See, I told you he won't speak. So what's the failed item in your guys' household? I haven't had any issues. I mean, we've been pretty damn lucky, although I have been slowly setting the expectations that like it may not, you know, we may be getting further and further from normal. So you may have to have something else in place of it. But thus far, we've had pretty good luck. Rachel, what about you? Back to the eggs. So apparently we eat eggs like nonstop (laughs) because I can't find eggs anywhere or I have to spend like eight dollars for a dozen. We've been kind of rationing them out (laughs) for the past three weeks. but. It just surprises me of all things, it's eggs. So yeah, for us, it's eggs. Eggs, is, Yeah, eggs have been hard to find. I ended up doing a bunch of, we normally don't eat egg whites or the carton eggs, 
but just I had some gut sense that the eggs were going to run out in our household. Well, I told you how much I like them on a sandwich. So I ended up buying egg whites and freezing a bunch of them, too. Scott, what about you? I say um, I've been for like Chad. I think we've been pretty lucky um, with most of the stuff. But it's just really odd how, you know, if, if you if you allow for the substitutions, you know, be leery of what they will <laughs> give you, you know, I mean, because it's a broad spectrum of things that, you know, depending on what you're, you're you know, if you ask for tomato sauce or, or something like that, that you could actually end up getting. And, and things seem stocked out that wouldn't really normally like what you don't have Cheez-Its. How, how did that happen? Like um, just certain things I thought for sure that they would have that ended up being out of stock. And then they subbed in a few things. Thankfully, I had shopped early enough to have um, a good enough a supply of uh, the, the the toilet paper and Scott towels and things like that that people really are having trouble getting. Yeah, Costco is the ultimate seller. I mean, they're basically you go to order something on there, you're like, oh, I need some uh, some uh, boneless, skinless chicken breasts, and they're like, if we don't have that, is popcorn okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's I, the there's same. probably like twelve percent of people that are like. Yeah, I'll take popcorn instead of chicken. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, my mother-in-law got, we've been ordering a lot of food for my mother-in-law and she wanted broccoli and cheese and then they subbed it out for something called teriyaki broccoli, which that oh. actually sounds pretty oh. damn good to me. I know. Yeah. yeah. It is a far cry from broccoli and cheese though. So. <laughs> well, yeah. don't knock I, it till you try it. Yeah, exactly. Well, we may be trying it because I'm not sure. I'm not sure the mother-in-law will be eating the teriyaki broccoli. It feels like it's more about the stuff they're out of than even what they subbed. Yeah, it's just a lot of, like you said, eggs. And all of a sudden, you know, you, you put your order in and it ends up being half the price that you you actually submitted when you get, you know, oh, you're only two bags you're putting in. You're picking up. I thought I had like 10 bags of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, no, no, it's that we didn't have this, this and that. So then you're kind of screwed because, you know, you have to, if you're, you're doing the online stuff, it's like two weeks out now. So you have to really get ahead of it. So just order double. And that's, that's all part of the problem. I guess I'm, I guess I'm, I'm adding to the problem by, by doing some condemning myself, <laughs> that, uh, you know, ordering more because, well, like you said, the egg whites, you know, didn't have them the one time. So I had to order, like I put three. So maybe they had them that time, but I'm probably, probably shouldn't do that, but I don't want to get, you know. I don't want to have my egg whites. I just want my damn egg whites. Right. How are you? <laughs> I got eggs. I don't have the egg thing. They gave me these. Usually I get nice, big, large, brown eggs. They got these eggs. It looked like a robin laid them in the carton. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is this? What am I supposed to do? I, mean, I use a whole dozen just to make like one omelet. <laughs> You're like unsure there might be an actual embryo in one of them. <laughs> Okay. On that, on that topic, Rachel, anything that we might've neglected to get into that you'd want to, that you'd want to mention anything we you'd like to mention that we may have missed. I would just encourage people who are interested in seeing what we're all about. And if they're, you know, obviously they can drive by if they want to, but um, I encourage fans to follow us on Facebook and Instagram or go to our website just to kind of get a better idea of what vendors are on site and kind of the different things that are offered. So that way they're a little bit more prepared for once when we're open, you know, obviously we're all excited and eager and ready to ready to open again and feed our fans and retail shops open and bars open. So, but yeah, on Instagram, Facebook, and the website, there's quite a bit of information about all of us um, singularly as vendors and also as a group. Awesome. 
Yes, definitely go out to Iron District and it's North KC, right? Iron District North KC.com. Yes. And then go out to the Facebook and Instagram accounts to learn more about the Iron District. One of the things Rachel talked about, and one of the reasons Chad and I decided to bring on our next guest in future shows, we're going to have musical acts is the idea of the Iron District is there's supposed to be live music there every weekend. And knowing working with a lot of those artists, people are hurting. And so we've asked a friend of the program, Scott Cameron, to come on the show. I tried to to get the cast of Hamilton on this week, but apparently they were on another podcast called Some Good News with John Krasinski. I don't know if you guys saw that. So Scott graciously stepped in. Actually, I, I love Hamilton, but I'm not sure that's the vibe we would be rolling with. So Scott is a better, <laughs> probably a better fit for, for our show. And, uh, and then the other thing going on right now too, that's musically based and just art artists are hurting everywhere. And so we want to give an opportunity to show some love, get, allow these artists to give a shout out on the work they're doing and maybe throw them a little scratch along the way too. Not that Scott's going to be asking for that tonight, but one of the folks that are that will be asking for that is Kansas City Young Audiences doing a a live virtual Facebook live feed variety show on Saturday. And if if anybody that's watching or listening tonight has kids between the ages of four and thirteen, there's all day program. It's supposed to be rainy on Saturday, and there's all day programming with different artists from Mr. Stinky Feet to the Garage Band performer oh, wait, so wait you're performing i love mr. Stin- mr stinky feet no not not mr funky feet mr stinky feet. uh sorry i got him yeah. confused yeah not not mr corn chips sorry as i like i actually <laughs> oh, put fl- i put flip-flops on this week though thank god that camera's high yeah i know uh yeah the, the, you guys aren't seeing that the facebook live folks though are seeing my flip-flops or thongs, as I like to call them, although I'm told that they're not thongs. Yeah. So anyway, we've got tonight, we have friend of the program, Scott Cameron on. He's going to perform a song for us. Scott's the guitarist for a Kansas City hard rock band that's achieving some acclaim. And they'll soon have a music video coming out called Men of War. And in a couple episodes, we're actually going to have Scott and the lead singer, Dave on the show and they'll just be guests. They might perform. We might provide their perform their original or a portion of their original. But tonight Scott offered to lift all of our moods and play a cover that uh, I think will help folks along. So Scott, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. I, I feel like I should have learned a Hamilton song now. Surely <laughs> wouldn't have lived up to that. I mean, that's really a lot of pressure. They changed the lyrics to one of their original tunes too, instead of the room where it happens. It's the zoom where it happens. Ah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I was waiting for the produ- ah. the producer needs to learn the keys. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> so Scott, welcome to the show. Right on. What are you playing Thank for you. us tonight? All right. I thought, um, I gave, uh, I, I, I gave my girlfriend Nicole a couple of choices and I landed on this one because we thought it's just fun, a little upbeat and the lyrics kind of, uh, make some sense in terms of, this staying home, the pandemic that we're all having to deal with and just wanted to try and at least keep something that was uh, at least musically a little bit more upbeat. So the song is Good by Better Than Ezra, which you might remember from the 90s-ish. That's kind of my 
uh, my hotspot for for stuff. So hopefully, how's that sound? Can you hear that? Yeah, we can hear that. <laughs> That's good. All right. So you want me just to go ahead and let her let, let her, rip? her rip, man. All right. Here we go. It's been a minute. All right. On. <laughs> Maybe I'm Nice, man. <laughs> all right. That was good. That was good. That and was I, pretty, all right. Yeah. I mean, it would really suck Thank to you. suck, right? I mean, on that one particularly. Be like, eh, it was really not good. And, and that yeah, would suck. Good and I hope I get to see everybody before the 4th of July. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll see you by the 4th of July. <laughs> on the 4th. We Lord willing. Yeah. So I, this is why we're doing this. I need to probably reorder those because that was such an uplifting thing. And now I may be bringing this back down again. So each week folks know that Chad and I do this little segment called triple D and it, for those that are not familiar with it, we have, we throw out a scenario each week. We discuss a certain kind of behavior. It's our way of outing bad behavior and shaming bad behavior. And so we throw out, this scenario and we have a discussion around whether it's a dick douche or dumbass move. And the one we have today is actually food related. So it'd be interesting to get uh, Rachel's opinion on this thing. And my daughter and I experienced this just within the last, pretty much the last 24 hours as we went to a food establishment, ordered some bagels, went through the drive-thru, the restaurant food service person wasn't wearing gloves. One, and then handed us the bagels and said, I really don't believe in this silly pandemic thing. Is that a dick douche or a dumbass move? We'll start with normally I let let Chad set the tone, but considering this one's food service related, I think I might may let Rachel set the tone on this one. Okay. Well, I would call it dumbass only because it looks to be out of maybe ignorance. Like, I don't think the person is maybe being, um, I don't know, vile or in any way 
not trying to probably adhere to what's happening. I think there's just a ton of information and the sources where all of this information is coming from, like, i.e. social media or whatever. I think it's just caused a lot of like mass confusion all over the place. But being in the food service, we we have gloved hands touching anything. I know right now it would even be gloved hands even to handle like boxed items or bagged items, et cetera. But yeah, I, I vote dumbass and I, I think it's just maybe out of out of ignorance or just like not being informed properly. Yeah, Chad, I Chad's jumping at the bit. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I just think it's so funny when we have somebody that's like so nice that's like it's a dumbass. Like Rachel's so nice. Yeah, she is so nice. I know. Oh, that's why you. that's why I kind of put her on the spot is because I know last time she was like, I'm not even sure I want to do this segment. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it comes from a good place. These people will remain ignorant unless we help educate them. It's like tricking your mom into thing like a curse word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Scott, what's your take, man? Well, that's a tough. I, you know, I feel like it's a little bit of all of them. It's like you're a dumbass douche sprinkled a little dick, you know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, I kind of have to go with Rachel though on the, you know, certainly the dumbass. Just, just it just seems ignorant and uh, to just to come out without wearing gloves and just say that it's just yeah, I would, I would, I would be pissed and just that, and that would be the probably the first thing that comes to my mind. I would a dumbass dick. Dick, you dick! Quit being a dumbass. That's good. I'm driving away. I you know, it gotta be a lot worse. Probably be ex- expletive filled sort of a thing. And now I gotta sanitize my boxes. And <laughs> yeah. Everything else when I get home. Oh yeah, yeah that's kind of my take. Mm-hmm. I think we're seeing a pattern here with COVID nineteen that a lot of these behaviors it it's a dick ass behavior because you know yeah there's some ignorance there so you got some dumbass in there but like he's blatantly throwing it in your face that I'm not wearing a glove and I don't believe in this. So take the bag or you're not going to get your food. So it's kind of a dick move on his part there. I would agree. And there was, you didn't see this. You guys only got my side of the story. There was a small little smile that came with that too. So I, I would definitely, we're back to being a dick ass. That's when you wish, Oh, that's when you wish you could just muster a sneeze and just send it right in his direction. Say, let me know what you think. Let me know what you think after the seventy-two hour incubation period, asshole. Yes. Let me sneeze right in your sneeze right in your face. Becca wanted me to call the establishment and talk to the manager. I think it's a good idea. You think so? I mean, give them heads up at least. They don't know that their employees maybe pissing people off. Yeah, it's bad for business. It's probably bad for business in that regard. Because I are you going to go back? I'm reluctant to go back. Right. So, all right. So we got Rachel and Scott, definitely dumbass, dumbass. Chad's on the dick ash side of things. So can we, can we combine them? I don't think we knew. I knew we could combine them. Oh, that's kind of a special allowance for, you know, hosts <laughs> oh, of the show. Okay, but okay. I still only get the triple Chad's, d- Chad's done this <laughs> enough where he's actually called things the a Trojan horse of a triple D where it's like. Well, I forget what the example was, but it was a dick hidden inside a, the coating of a du- like the the horse of a douche. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, oh, you do man. this and en- you do this it's enough, it. you just start making shit up, Rachel. It's a dick in a dumbass okay. wrapper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. With that, we know the individual's a dumbass. I'm about ready to maybe change this segment for the COVID nineteen situation though, because it seems to always like get one upped. 
And I, Chad, I think we might want to change this segment to hold my beer. Let me see how much more idiotic I can be. Why don't you hold my beer? I can get really stupid. Well, on that note, you can comment and let us know what you think, either on the blog or on Facebook. We want to thank Rachel Kennedy for joining us tonight to talk a little bit about the Iron District. Go out and help the Iron District by participating in the Container Club. There are three levels. You can go out to Iron District North KC to find out more. want to thank Scott Cameron for a little uh, lift of the mood tonight with some Better Than Ezra. So, And thank you all for joining us and hanging out with us tonight. If you've enjoyed today's episode, go out to the He Says, She Says Casey Facebook page and like, follow us if you haven't already. Remember, you can catch us during COVID-19 pretty much whenever we damn well feel like it. And you can also (laughs) check us out on the He Says, She Says, I can't say that. You can also check us out on the He Says, She Says Casey blog. And please go out, rate and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, and Chad's personal favorite. We lost him. Damn it, Chad. Stitcher. <laughs> All right. Take care, everybody. Good on night. Mute. Stitcher. Sorry. Stitcher. Jeez. Good night, everybody.